Kyle Charter sitting in for Jared Jesselitis. Jared will be back with us next Monday. I will be here sitting in the captain's chair all week. And uh, our first guest of the week, a familiar name, Tom Deanhart of goldandblack.com, joining us on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hotline. A busy guy, Tommy. You're hanging in there this week. We, we, get, uh, we get week two started here on the uh, Purdue coaching search. Uh, what do you think? What's going on? Yeah, crazy. We spoke earlier today, and just to think, a week ago, they were having a press conference, Jeff Brom and Mike Bobinski to talk about the bowl. Of course, by then, the news had broken that the Louisville job was open, so speculation and conjecture had begun, and Kyle, here we are seven days later. Jeff Brom's already been introduced to Louisville and produced in the midst of a, of a search, and um, yeah, what this day, five or six, I believe, and I'm sure fans would like to have a coach sooner rather than later. You know, the recruiting class is starting to fall apart. They got, I think, five decommits. There's all sorts of talk about a bunch of players getting ready to jump in the portal. Oh, and oh, oh by the way, Kyle, who's preparing for a bowl game against a pretty good team? So there's just a <laughs> lot going on in the midst of this, this search right now, buddy. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that off the top of the show, but he was playing a football <laughs> game in three weeks. Oh, yeah. It's like three weeks from today, right? I play that oh, game? January 2nd. Yeah, January 2nd. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Monday. You're right. Yeah, it'll be a Monday. You're correct, buddy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's going to be here before we know it. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you mentioned Purdue fans wanting a coach. I think everybody associated with Purdue wants to get this done as soon as possible. But also, you know, keeping in mind that you don't just want to hire just any anybody off the street. Uh, me or you are certainly not candidates how soon do you anticipate that Purdue does get this done? Well, anybody's guess, my friend. I can't say I have any solid information on that. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. I got to think this week. How about that? I'll say by Friday. How about that? Yeah. For myself, about four days here. Um, <laughs> so I guess full uh, practice will start Wednesday. Not that that really affects the incoming coach, but I guess December 21st, Kyle. That's the first day high school kids can start signing letters of intent. So it's got to be before then, you'd think, right? But, again, I still think um, I'd like to think they'd have something by the end of this week, if not sooner. Again, just, just, a, just a hunch, just a guess. And, my goodness, Kyle, if you were to ask me for a front runner, I'm not sure if I could give one. Um, the story seems to change by the hour. People I talk to that, are kind of in the know, say this is really buttoned up. And, um, you know, the, the guy at Western Kentucky, Tyson Helton, um, Pat Markin at Georgia, Jamarcus Shepard at Washington, Dave Clawson at Wake, Mike Elko at Duke, you know, Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. You can go on and on down the list here and make a case or say you heard this, you heard that. Um, uh, so, again, it's been all over the map, my friend. I'll say, I'll say this. Tyson Helton and Western look like the front runner. I think I'm pretty sure Kyle, Kyle, he's a guy they've talked to. And uh, I know they've talked to uh, the defensive coordinator at Illinois as well, uh, Ryan Walters. Uh, and they supposedly kicked the tires on Clawson and Elko. But it seems like, again, Ryan Walters and Tyson Helton Maybe the guys they've gone the deepest with at this point. But don't count out a guy like Jamarcus Shepard just yet, I don't think. Seems like each one of those guys that you have mentioned, Tom, has spent about three to five hours 
as the rumored guy here over the last yeah. two days, yeah. right? I mean, everybody sort of jumped yesterday. It was it was Helton was going to be the guy, and then uh, right now, for some reason, you know, Shane Beamer is the man in the spotlight. Uh, Monken was there for a while. Walters has has jumped in uh, occasionally as the rumored guy. I guess in a in a vacuum of non information, and there's just not a lot of it out there. Mm-hmm people sort of fill with their own theories to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah, anytime there's a void, nature likes to fill it, right? There's a nature abhors a void. And in this case, we're gonna, people are going to fill it with speculation and conjecture. Um, the Shane Beamer stuff seems way out of left field to me. I mean, he's, only, he's been in South Carolina a couple of years. He, he's, he's white hot right now, Kyle. Finished the year strong, knocked off Tennessee. Remember that? And he beat Clemson 31-30. to He's riding higher than a kite right now. I don't know why he's leaving South Carolina to come to a place he has no familiarity with. Um, again, that, that one just seems bizarre. There's also reports he's about ready to hire an offensive coordinator, too, at South Carolina. So I don't get that one at all. I had somebody tell me not that long ago that, that Tyson Hilton actually has turned down Purdue. So, so how about that one for you, my friend? So, again, uh, on and on we go. Uh, the Walters stuff may have some legs. We're pretty really hire a guy who's never been a head coach. You can say the same about Jamarcus Shepard, though, right? He's never been a head coach or a guy who's really called plays. But as I'm sure listeners have seen and you have seen, boy, the Purdue players are really making a push on social media for, for Shep yeah. to be the next head coach. Talking to Tom Deanhart of goldandblack.com on the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer. 1017thehammer.com on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hotline. Uh, Tom, I, I think there's a feel from a lot of people that this has to be some big, splashy hire. I, I'm not necessarily on board with it needing to be that. I'm more interested in what happens after the guy is hired, what happens here in the offseason, uh, what do they do from a quarterback perspective, what do they do in the portal, how many guys can he get to, to stick around. Can he win games immediately next season in a, in a really difficult schedule? That'll interest me a little bit more than, than whether it's a, a, a splashy name. Where do you Ooh. think the importance is for Mike Bobinski in that, in, in sort of balancing the need to feel like you're continuing or taking a step forward with the program with also just the idea of even if it's a, a lesser name or a younger guy or a, or a coordinator, that the idea here is to win football games, not necessarily uh, win the press conference, whenever that is. Yeah, boy, nobody knows what hires are going to work out, right, Kyle? Sort of like recruiting in the NFL draft. All these experts tell us who's going to hit, who's, going to, who's not. But these coaching hires are the same, I mean. My gosh, you know, there was no more of a sure thing than Scott Frost in Nebraska. No doubt. A guy who was going to succeed, right? That was a, that was a lot, Kyle. He was going to rock and roll there. Well, he's, he's done after less than five years. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. I don't care what your background is as a coach if you're going to succeed, right? We all understand that. And, uh, you know, I think the landscape of college sports, as we all know, have, have changed so greatly in the last two, three, four years, right? First of all, with the portal. Then you have the portal where you don't even have to sit out. You can be immediately eligible. And then, of course, NIL, right? You talk about two huge factors that have changed what coaches have to do. Besides, Kyle, just drawing up X's and O's in game plans, right? It's gone. 
to this, this, this big area of roster management through the portal and NIL. Yeah. And you got to have a head coach who, uh, who can obviously excel at those two areas. Kyle, I'll tell you what, I think there's a thousands and thousands of great coaches in America, from the peewee leagues to the NFL. A lot of good guys can draw up game plans, can show you how to do a trap block, run the off-tackle play, run a skinny post. Not everybody can relate to people, develop relationships, and do things like manage a roster. I, I think those are unique skills. And uh, some, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think some ways those, those skills are more important than my head coach than, my, than him showing me how thick his playbook is, really. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how much probably a interview for a new head coach has changed in the last 10 or 20 years, right? I mean, before you would ask about uh, X's and O's and the playbook and what assistants you would hire and, you know, your recruiting strategy and and resume and things like that. Man, the the... The third question you might ask uh, in an interview these days is, how do you manage your roster and what's your NIL plan, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's just a huge, huge part of it that coaches did not have to deal with. I mean, as, as recent as just a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, changed a ton. Just since Jeff Brown was at Purdue from 2017 till now, right, that six-year yeah. period, it's just it's been crazy. And, and I tell you what, Kyle, that head football coach, on the other side of the table during the interview, he's going to look you in the eye as the AD, and, and, and he's going to say, so what's your collective situation look yeah, like? Yeah, it's true. That is huge, buddy, because I'm not going to hitch my wagon to your school unless you are behind this 100%. You have a collective that's going to help me not just maintain my roster and make my players happy, but also, I know you're not supposed to do it, but also to try to lure guys out of the portal to my school as well yeah. as an incentive. We all know, wink, wink, you're not supposed to do that. Well, guess what? Everybody does it. You better do it, too. Yeah. So, again, that's going to be a, that's on the school, too, and head coaches are going to want to know, well, you know, you can't go to that school. They don't have much of a collective. They're, they're really not behind this, this whole NIL game like they should be if they want to really win at a high level in a big-time league. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. If I was a coach and I was interviewing, that would be – a question that I would have. Tom Deanhart of GoldenBlack.com with us on the Hammer Down Show. Uh, Purdue does have to prepare for a bowl game. Who will be playing and who will not be playing in that game for the Boilermakers, coached by interim head coach Brian Brom? Yeah, I had reported yesterday that Corey Trice isn't going to play, which wasn't a huge shock. He has signed with an agent. That triggers a series of emails that go to the athletic administrators at the school to let them know this happens so they, they do not play the guys. So he is done, D-O-N-E. Too bad, Kyle. He's, he's probably an NFL player, maybe a third-day pick, but he's a pro. I think he's a draftable guy. So not having him is going to hurt. And uh, sticking on the defensive side of the ball, I've heard a couple pretty prominent players may have some academic issues, one more so than the other. I don't want to say names right now, but that's something to keep on your radar. This is finals week, Kyle. Uh, so and we'll, we'll see at the end of the week where we're at with that. And as far as other opt-outs go, um, you know, offensively, everything I hear is a long shot for Charlie Jones to play in that in this ballgame. It sounds to me like he's leaning toward not playing. Mm-hmm. From what I hear, Kyle, Aiden O'Connell is likely still going to play. I feel pretty confident saying that Payne Durham will play, yeah. uh, which is good. So, again, those are some guys sort of keep on your radar. We're still a long way away here. 
so much is going to happen. I think once his head coach is named, we'll see maybe if more guys have buy-in that are on the roster. Particularly, Kyle, let's see what the portal looks like because right now they've only been, I think since the portal opened up, just a couple guys have jumped in. And only one prominent guy, Spencer Holstead, the backup running back, Kobe Lewis, jumped in last week too. Not a big loss there. But, again, that's going to be key to see. Once that coach is named, there's a lot of players, I think, are waiting to see what happens there. Tom, have a very relaxing, pleasant, easy week here as we get into the middle of December. I'm, I'm sure you will do that. It's kind of fun. Like I said, maybe we'll hear something today. So everybody, like I said, is on pins and needles. And you've, you've done this before, Kyle. These things take weird twists and turns. We could end up with Sean Payton as the head coach, right? How about that? <laughs> Now, come on now, Tom. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, these things, these things, we never know. Sometimes we think we have it figured out, then it takes a left-hand turn. Like I said, this thing could maybe end here uh, for everybody's sake sooner rather than later. You solved it, John Baton, the head coach. Drew Brees is OC. <laughs> there you go. Rod Woodson is DC. Yeah, get him, get him from his Vegas job there with the XFL. Hey, uh, Tom, appreciate it. Keep me on speed dial. I will be hosting all week, so uh, if, you, if you hear anything, let me know. Hey, you're not you not to text me, buddy. Take care. All right, thanks, Tom. That's Tom Deanhart of GoldAndBlack.com joining us on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hotline on the Hammer Down Show. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll discuss a little bit what Tom had to say. Talk about that coaching search. Where will the Boilermakers be going? How imperative is it that Purdue gets this thing done as quickly as possible? All that and more coming up next on the Hammer Down Show. One hundred one seven, the Hammer. One hundred one seven, the Hammer. 